Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab along with my co-host Kendra Petroni and we have a very special exceptional woman joining us. Actress, producer and director Kira Sedgwick is with us today. She's well known for her award-winning role in The Closer and for her work in numerous films and TV shows. But today she's here to chat with us about her most recent project for ABC show, Paul, Your Mother. Hello, Kira. Hello. I love anything with exceptional woman in the title. Oh, awesome. Right. Right. So do we. Oh my gosh. This is yeah. so exciting to talk with you. You know, before we dive into your new show, we're hopefully in the final stretch of this pandemic. How is everyone in your family managing and how have you all been doing throughout the whole time? Um, yeah, you know, I think managing is a really good word because, um, because I think that there's only a certain amount on a conscious level that we can really understand about what it is that we're going through. And I think a lot of it is just managing day to day, a day to time, like you guys just said, you know, cobbling things together, living a whole new different kind of life. Um, you know, generally speaking, I like so many people that I hear from are like feel really lucky feel really grateful, like you get back to basics, like really grateful I have a bed, really grateful I have a home, really grateful mm-hmm. I have, you know, people that I love, people that love me, and um, and really grateful, you know, for the, for the essential things. And then there's all the stuff we miss, you know, like being able to hug, being able to gather in groups, being able to, um, you know, walk along the street and smile at each other and, you know, and regulate our nervous systems by like being in an area where you're like with a bunch of people who are kind of talking and listening to each other and smiling and nodding. You know, we're spending a lot of time like, you know, covering half of our face and getting very weirded out by people on the street because you can't really like smile at them and know that, you know, Mm -hmm. guys that we're all okay. You know, there's like this weird, anyway, so so it's a lot, and basically we're great. I mean, fine. You know, I've been, Kevin and I spent <clears throat> a lot of time, you know, together, um, which is nice to know that, you know, I still like the guy a lot. That worked and, out okay um, for you. Good. <laughs> it worked out okay. We're not getting a divorce anytime soon. And, you know, Good. you just don't know what that's going to look like, you know, 24-7, three meals a day, you know. Um, and so you don't know what that's going to look like. My kids are good, you know, so has been working on and off. I've been working, obviously I did call your mother. Kevin's been doing city on a hill. So we feel really, 
grateful to have been working during this time and, you know, sort of functioning in a, in a, in a sort of familiar way and albeit and really unfamiliar, you know, at the same time. Yeah. That was a really long answer, you guys. Sorry. No, we what? like long answers. Um, that was an insightful and thoughtful answer, which we love. So you just mentioned Call Your Mother, and I have to confess to you that I caught it by accident one night, but I loved it. It resonated so much with me. Um, I'm an empty nester. I have college-age kids, and so it wow. totally spoke to me because I happened to insert myself quite a bit in my kids' lives. Um <laughs> And this show, you know, it was clever and it's funny. Tell us a little bit more about your character, Jean, and sort of how it all comes together. Yeah, um, so Jean is a 50, you know, 50-ish woman, year old woman who is a widow uh, from Iowa. And you meet her in the first episode and she is getting on a plane to go make sure that her you know, 20 something year old son is okay. Cause she hasn't heard back from him in four days. And she's convinced herself that something terrible has happened. And even though her best friend played by the wonderful Sherry Shepard tells her, you know, she should really calm down and just wait a beat. She's like, Nope, he needs me. I can sense it. And, and the truth is, and, and her daughter's there as well in California and she shows up in California and everyone's doing just fine without her. Um, but she decides, you know, look, I've, birth these children and now they can finally do something. You know, I've, I spent my whole life, you know, worried about them, thinking about them, living my life, you know, in care of them. And suddenly they're doing interesting and exciting things in their life. And I want to still be a part of their life. And she ends up staying and yes, yeah, somewhat trying to insinuate herself into um, their lives at this time in their life. But I think the wonderful thing about the show is that they all kind of realize we actually all have stuff to learn from each other and we all, you know, want to be in closer contact. And even though mom's annoying and can be annoying and doesn't really know her place all the time, um, because the rules keep changing, by the way, I don't know if you feel that way, but I do. Oh, um, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. We, we still like, we want to hang out with her. We want what she has to offer. And sometimes things are hard and we could use the support. So I think yeah. that, you know, so Jean is that person that there's the, so that there's the child, you know, the mother part of her life. And then she's also a widower who like, who wants to possibly have a new relationship and find a new, you know, life in Los Angeles. And she does that and is doing that. And what I love so much about the character and what makes it so funny is that she's constantly messing up all over the place who, I mean, I don't know if you guys feel that way as a mom, but I, I feel that way. Definitely. As soon as my mom hit teenagerhood, it was like, I couldn't do anything right. I mean, occasionally I'd do something right, but then the rules would change and I'd do it wrong again. And, mm -hmm. and I think that there is something so funny and relatable about that when you're like, wow, the rules keep changing and I keep trying to figure it out. But the truth is like, I also think this is a really interesting time for this show because, you know, everyone has been conf confronting their families in one way or another, whether people have had to move back out or move back in with their parents or, you know, or you really sort of have to <clears throat> process like, who's, a, who's my A team here? Like we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, like there's only a few people I can see, like who's the A team, you know? And, and I think that, all of us have had to come to terms with some stuff about family. Most of us have, you know, the good, the bad, and the bumpy of all of it. And I think that that's why it's also really a very timely time for this show.
Oh my God, that's so true. That is so true for so many of us, believe me. And honestly, we both Sue and I love anytime there's a show that has a strong female lead character, it we're mm-hmm. drawn to it instantly. How much of you I mean, you were talking about your character, about Jean and how she's messy and imperfect in so many different ways. How much of Kira is in Jean? Like how much <laughs> or different yeah. are you to your character in the show? You know, I, I I thought I was very different until my daughter watched it and she said, it's really not far from you at all, Mom. This is actually a lot of what you do. And I mean, I think she meant that, you know, kind of cringy, but kind of not, you know, kind yeah. of both. You know, I mean, I think that Jean's heart is always in the right place. And I think my heart is always in the right place. I think I'm a really bad liar. I think I'm really like, I, you can totally read my face. And you, if, you know, if I don't like someone they bring home, like they can see it on their face, even though I'll try, you know, and that mm-hmm. sort of happens to Jean, which I think is very funny. Um, I think that, you know, kids have our number like so much more than we think we, they do, you know? Um, and I also think that women, it's so hard for, I mean, I, I look, I think generally speaking, women just have it rougher than guys. I just really do, especially in like the parenting department. It's like, oh, totally pretty cool. Mom's the annoying one because mom is the one that somehow like pushes the buttons or is the disciplinarian mm-hmm. or really gets in there emotionally. And so the kid, you know, has to put up more boundaries, you know? So I think that it's all very fascinating and complex. And, you know, I love, I love family stories. Like if you really look back in my career and, you know, looked at like an overriding theme of my movies and my TV shows and even stuff I've directed, you know, has always been and produced always been around families because families really define us like where we came from, even if we don't like to hear that and we don't want to, and we spend our whole lives running from that truth. The fact is that how we were raised, who we were raised with, what kind of rules we learned, what kind of, you know, culture we come from it has us so much to do with the people that we become. Yeah, I agree. Like not, you know. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I, one other thing I want to mention about the, ca- the cast of the show, um, Paul, your mother, looks amazing. But I have to ask you a question. Who is the hot Australian actor? Guy that's your neighbor, your <laughs> love interest. Who is that? Isn't he amazing. I know. He's adorable. He's, he's like one of these guys that you see, and he's a genius. His name is Patrick Brummel, and he is an Australian, and he is indeed hottie, and he is adorable, and he's so kind and so sweet and so funny. He's a genius. He's like a comic, comic genius. He's a writer um, and also an actor, and I just adore him. Yeah, he's, oh my he's God. amazing. I like the him. I'm a happily married woman, like you are, but I was like, when he came on the set, I was sort of like, woo, who is that? Exactly. Agree. Agree. I'm right there with you. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Today, we're talking with actor, producer, director, Kira Sedgwick about her successful career, her marriage, and her brand new show, Call Your Mother, on ABC. Let's get back to our conversation. What kind of challenges did you have shooting with the pandemic going on? Did you have any challenges and, and what was that like? I mean, it sucks, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's really like, it's, it's just, you know, there's so much, I mean, look, uh, number one, super grateful we were able to do it because I feel like laughter is more vital than ever right now. And also like seeing ourselves depicted on television, like seeing what we're all going through in terms of, you know, what we all, what feels familiar, like parents and children and, you know, 
uh, is really a gift that I can give to the world, but also like felt very, you know, sustaining for me. Um, but you have to wear a mask like 90% of the time. The only time you're not, you, so all during rehearsal, we were, we rehearsed for three days. We shoot for two days all during rehearsal. You, you have your mask on the whole time. Um, so you don't really get to see your, you know, your colleagues faces until, <laughs> you know, action and cut, and then you have to put them right back on. So you miss that, you know, collegial, you know, quality to in between setups and stuff like that. But also like, you know, getting to understand what the scene is about by looking at someone's face is, is helpful. Um, we also didn't get to do it in front of a live studio audience, which is really heartbreaking because, you know, these shows are really meant to be performed that way. You get energy from the audience. The audience gets energy from you. It's like a very, it's a very give and take, you know, relationship. And if you miss that, it's, it, you miss it. And you especially miss it in comedy, I think. Um, so yeah, it was challenging in that way, but we, everyone was tested all the time. We did it really carefully with all the guidelines. And I'm so grateful that we're, you know, in a, in a, in a, a job that, that spent a really long time understanding how to keep people safe during this pandemic and continue to work and, and give right. people, you know, employment. Mm-hmm. You talked here about, um, Directing. I know that you've done some directing, and I know um, a couple years back you directed the TV movie Story of a Girl, which Kevin starred in, your, your husband, Kevin Bacon. What is it like directing versus acting? And to that, what is it like directing your husband? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I got to direct him a few times. I directed him in Story of a Girl, um, and I also directed him in City on a Hill. You know, really very uh, natural and organic because I think that we've always sort of, you know, worked with each other on parts and read each other's parts to each other sometimes if we're learning lines, you know. And, and I mean, I confess that I've come to set sometimes and, you know, watched a take or two of something that, you know, I was not directing. And he's like, do you have any thoughts? And I'm, I always did. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I did... I didn't give my feedback unsolicited, but if asked, I always mm -hmm. had a thought or an idea just to try, you know. Um, and uh, so that was something that kind of came very naturally to both of us, I think. And I really think that I direct him well, you know. I think that he, I, I think that because, you know, when you're married to someone for so long and you've watched every single, like, scene of every single movie or television show they've ever done, you really get to know that instrument. And I think that you get to learn how to play it. All right. So what's the secret then? Because you've been married for more than 30 years and it, you're, you're in a rare category of Hollywood celebrities where both husband and wife are so successful and you're both doing it well. What is the secret to your, <laughs> to your everlasting marriage? Because I feel like you guys are one of the only ones. Well, I think the secret is to not take advice from celebrities about what makes a marriage work. I think that's sort of number one. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Honestly, whenever I'm asked this question, I, I feel badly because honestly, my only answer is we just got lucky. I feel like we really just got lucky. I just, I don't know. I wasn't smart at 23, but I was smart enough to say yes to being married to someone like this. I mean, so often like, I know, I know a lot of women and I know me too, that like you pick the like kind of the guy that's not so great, you know, when you're mm -hmm. in your twenties, you know, you have to learn to like pick the nice guy right. for whatever reason. Like I was smart around that choice. 
um, and I just really got lucky, and we've, you know, been able to grow up together. I mean, I think I've done a lot of growing up and changing. We've allowed each other to change. I think that's one thing, but that's really all I can ever come up with other than we're just incredibly lucky. Yeah, but I also, there's something about your partnership, and it's so funny because there are two celebrity couples, and I report entertainment on our morning show every single morning, so I'm like Miss Celebrity. Um, there are two celebrity couples that I really admire, and it's Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, and you, Kira said, Kevin Bacon, because to me, it's like the gold standard. You guys just seem so, <laughs> so in love, and it's been all these years. It's just, you have set are for me and the bar is high I'm gonna say it yeah I know I get it I really do it's like I kind of feel bad I'm like I don't know <laughs> I don't know what to say we really just got lucky because it's just not that hard yeah not well it hard. shouldn't be that hard I suppose if you're with the right partner yeah do you yeah yeah I mean I know we've gone through hard times but like I'm blessed with the built-in forgetter which is also really helpful yeah. um but I also just think that like you know what we have the no matter what, right? We have that thing of like, no matter what, we're going to figure it out. Like, no matter what. So yeah. when you set that as like the, the intention always, like we're just going to figure it out, then you just figure it out. Do your kids have any aspirations to go into acting? I mean, would you encourage them to go into the business? Do they have oh, any? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sosie is, Sosie Bacon is, kind of killing it. I mean, she was on the HBO show with Alan Poole's HBO show called Here and Now with Holly Hunter. And that's how she started her career with Holly Hunter and Tim Robbins that was on a couple of years ago. She just did, she's coming out in The Mayor of Easton, which is an HBO limited series with Kate Winslet that's coming out. Oh, wow. On show right now. She's on a show right now where she stars with a bunch of kids who are on the spectrum, Jason Kadem's new show. That'll be on Amazon airing sometime really soon. I mean, she is she is working constantly. And, and, you know, to answer your question, I was not super excited about it because I think it's like the devil you know. And I think that even though, you know, and you probably know this about entertainment because if you report on it, it all looks very glamorous and fantastic. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, like, you get, for every yes you get, you get, you know, a thousand no's, you know, mm -hmm. and it can be very and very hurtful, you know, to be out of work and like begging for a job, which I, you know, I think Kevin and I both, even with the success we've had, we're workhorse actors. Like we just like hope that another job is going to come along. Like it's not been easy. Like it's a hard job. It's a hard gig, you know, and it's hard on your ego. And so I think that it's the devil, you know, you know, you're, I was like, please do anything else. But like in her early twenties, she was like, this is what I want to do. And of course, as you know, with kids, it's like, well, guess what? guess who's not being like consulted or, you know, who has anything, you know what I mean? It's like, she has to do what she's going to do. Like she needs, gets to live her own life and I get to like just be witnessing and loving her and supporting. So she's doing great, which is great. And that is wonderful. But you know, I, I wasn't super, we weren't super excited about it. My son is an, is a musician. Um, and he is a, you know, he was just about to like go on tour with a new album when, you know, when this stuff hit the fan in terms of COVID. So that's been challenging for him. But he's a composer. He composed the music on my movie um, and is composing on, uh, I, did, I did a short, he composed the music. And so he's a composer as well. So he's doing that. Um, but I think that, you know, there's part of me that was like, couldn't you just, have, couldn't one of my kids have picked like a nice, easy nine to five? But, you know, that has its problems too, right? So it's like, 
this is the devil you know, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and you're a strong um, female role model for your daughter and, well, for both your daughter and your son. And I think, um, you know, you play a lot of strong female leads and we've seen you in. Um, have, did you have strong female leads, uh, female role models growing up? For sure. My mom worked her whole life um, and or she still is working, actually. She's 89 and she's still working. She changed careers like three times. And the last time she changed her career, she was in her 50s. So she's a great role model for, you know, um, sustaining, being self-supporting yourself um, in, you know, emotionally and work-wise as well as financially, um, which I think is really important and wonderful. Following your dream, you know, you know, uh, we could, you know, spend an hour on, you know, can you really have it all or whatever. But the point is, is that, you know, she did, she did um, a really great job, you know, uh, embodying a, a mom, but who somebody who also followed their own bliss, you know, which I think is just a really hard thing to navigate as a woman and also, um, but something that I'm grateful that I was able to witness firsthand. And, and it was very inspirational for me. I mean, I didn't direct um, until I was 50. And I feel like that was something I was really meant to do, but just didn't have it modeled for me, you know. Well, we're out of time. What a, what a treat to talk with you, Kira. We wish you so much continued success with the show. Um, you can catch Kira's new show, Call Your Mother, on ABC on Wednesday nights at 930. Thank you so much for talking with us. We appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thanks so much, you guys. Take care. Thank you to Kira Sedgwick, who was kind enough to join us today to talk about her new ABC show, Call Your Mother, some of her career milestones, and some personal experiences and insight. She's not only exceptional, but an inspirational female role model. We are honored to be able to share her story today, and we wish her continued success. You've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. It is our privilege to shine a light on the change makers, to provide a platform for people who are out doing meaningful work in our communities. Thank you for paying attention and for helping us to create engaging programming. We'd love to hear from you if you know someone who is making a difference. Just email us or send us a message on our Magic Facebook page. I'm Sue Tab, and along with my co-host and producer, Kendra Peroni, we'd like to invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 730 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone.